Today we have a nation outraged following the gruesome murder of a 20-year-old soldier named Vanessa Guillen, who was assigned to Fort Hood. According to many women's veterans groups, Vanessa's murder was just one more in decades of sexual assault and murders of female service women. These veterans, again, are accusing the military of cultivating a culture and climate that falls maybe just one step shy of saying, what's the big deal? Boys will be boys. And if you want to be part of the club, deal with it. And if you dare to report your attacker, then there will be consequences. Today, we're here to talk about a case long forgotten from way back in 2008 about a young 27-year-old female airman named Blanca Luna, who was found unresponsive by first responders in her on-base lodging at Shepard Air Force Base, Texas, on the 7th of March, 2008. She was found with a knife to the back of her neck, no pants or underwear, with dried fluid in her groin area. Blanca was there attending a training course and was only three days away from graduating before returning to her home in the Chicago area, where she served as a reservist at Grisham Air Force Base in Indiana. And as a civilian, she pursued her dreams as a graphic designer. Prior to entering the Air Force as a reservist and becoming a graphic designer, Blanca had spent four years serving in the United States Marine Corps. On March 13th of 2008, Blanca's body was returned home to her family, already embalmed and dressed. The family's funeral director said all he did was the makeup, but he had noticed the cuts on her fingers, like defensive wounds, and the bruise to her forehead, like she had fallen down. He looked no further because she was already dressed. Initially, Air Force investigators labeled the death a suspicious incident, and according to them, the FBI assisted with the case, even working the crime scene. During the early stages of the investigation, the death was presumably viewed as a homicide, but within months, the possibility of suicide started to be introduced to the family. The death was ultimately ruled an undetermined, and no suspects were ever identified. But according to an Air Force press conference in September of 2008, an extensive investigation had been conducted consisting of more than 350 interviews and over 200 DNA tests. No stone had been left unturned, according to them. From all types of forensic analysis, to polygraphs, computer investigations, behavioral psychology, and forensic pathology. The Air Force maintained in its public interview they had regular communication with the family and routinely updated them personally on the status of the investigation by phone and any and every other means of communication. Actually, the first alarms went off for the family when Blanca's body had been returned home to Chicago by the Air Force and her family observed the bruises to her face and the scratches between her fingers. A few days later, after Blanca was buried, Air Force investigators asked 
the family if Luna had been right-handed or left-handed, which they found somewhat odd at the time. In October of 2008, her mother Gloria traveled to Shepherd Air Force Base to obtain some answers about the circumstances surrounding her daughter's death, including the results of the autopsy report, any information they had regarding the unusual facial bruising she had seen on the body and the scratches on her hands. And in some way, she had found out about the dried fluid that was found in the groin area. What she wound up getting was a tour of Shepherd Air Force Base, being denied any real information regarding her daughter's death because of a, quote, ongoing investigation. One very significant figure that became involved in the case in 2008 was retired Colonel Anne Wright, who at the time was very involved in independently investigating sexual assault and murder of women in the military. Colonel Wright, along with other supporters, accompanied Gloria to Shepherd Air Force Base, but were denied access. She was only allowed onto the installation with one other person, and that was her sister. The remainder of her supporters needed to remain outside the gate, and that included Colonel Ann Wright. A few weeks after Gloria's visit to Shepherd Air Force Base, she received a letter from the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology, specifically from U.S. Navy Captain Craig Malick, the chief medical examiner for the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. The package contained an autopsy report, toxicology, and photos of Luna's body with a warning to have some trusted person with her when she reviewed the items. Now you would think the Air Force would have sent someone with the package to review that with her, considering they had such a positive relationship. But no, Luna's mother was left alone to look at a package containing the most horrific visual images of her daughter's death. She was left alone to be re-traumatized, as so many families are. Whether or not that was some element of getting even with her for what she did in showing up to Shepherd Air Force Base with her group of supporters, we'll never know. But whatever the reason was for doing this, it's just extremely disturbing. As Gloria opened the package, she saw the report. Luna's body had been found with a five-inch kitchen knife sticking out of the back of her neck, blade up, half of it sunk into her flesh. The report went on to state, this 27-year-old active-duty United States Air Force female died of a single stab wound to the back of the neck that penetrated the brain stem. Her black jacket and two t-shirts were cut open by medical workers and that first responders attempted to revive her. It noted she was wearing no pants or underwear and that dry, flaky, white residue was present on the left groin. There was bloody fluid in her mouth as well as a dark red area 
on the left side of her lips and a small abrasion on her inner lip. All else was unremarkable, and her toxicology report was negative for any substances other than those used by the first responders. The shock for Gloria was the conclusion stating the autopsy finding and circumstances of death alone are insufficient to discriminate between homicide and suicide, and the investigation information is inconclusive. Therefore, the Air Force, in their ultimate wisdom, determined that the manner of death would be labeled as undetermined. But Gloria Barrios didn't let it end there. In November of 2008, she followed up with the Air Force Office of Special Investigation. She asked about the pants and the underwear, and she was told by an investigator that they were probably taken off during the examination. Well, we know that's not true because in the report, first responders said that she was found without any pants or underwear. It was also noted in the autopsy report that first responders found her without pants or underwear. She asked about the forensics and she was told that there were no fingerprints found on the knife, which would be highly unusual if you were even going to consider the idea of suicide. When she questioned them about the dry white fluid found on her daughter's left groin, they said they would get back to her on that. There was no mention of sexual assault, even though the family was aware that a rape kit had been done and that there had been fingernail clippings that were obtained by the OSI that Obviously, with all the DNA and forensic analysis that had been done, there was nothing found on the fingernail clippings, at least that she was made aware of. Today, the case of Blanca Luna is a cold case. The family believes the Air Force did not investigate the crime with any due diligence and felt that they were trying to get them to believe that she committed suicide. 12 years later, there's very little information about the death of Blanca Luna or the status of the case. If anyone has any information, please contact the Air Force OSI at Shepherd Air Force Base at 940-676-1852. As our nation continues to mourn the tragic death of Vanessa Guillen, Let's not forget the many tragedies that came before her. Let's not forget Airman Blanca Luna. For more information on this case and others, please visit our website at www.rivercitycharlie.com.